The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Are you interested in the parts of history that remain a mystery? Do you want to learn more about the historical myths and misconceptions used to prop up false belief today? I'm Nathaniel Lloyd. In my podcast, Historical Blindness, I delve into all of these topics, sharing puzzling tales from the past and examining hoaxes, conspiracy theories, and misremembered events that provide insight into modern politics and religion. New episodes every two weeks. Find Historical Blindness on most podcast players and platforms. It began long ago. Two young boys in an American town riding their bikes to school and Little League practice. Over the years, the boys became fast friends, united in their love for stories where things would go horribly wrong. Pour yourself a strong beverage and buckle up. You're in the shallow end with Schneebly and Toth. It's the shallow end with Schneebly and Toth, although I guess I don't need to say that because the lifeguard just did. Thanks, lifeguard. (laughs) Thanks, lifeguard. See you next week. She's so consistent, isn't she? It's almost like it's the, she says the same thing every episode. Very, very consistent indeed. How you doing, pal? I'm doing good. We, uh, we are going through what's known here in uh, Ecuador as El Rolling Blackout. <laughs> um, there's a drought going on here, which is, I think, due to El Nino. There's been no rain in the high Andes, or not much. It's been a bit of a drought, and and all of the power is hydroelectric. Sure. Which is clean. It's even more clean when they're not running it. Um, So, (laughs) throughout the city, every day, for about four hours, different neighborhoods get shut down for four hours. And so, my apologies to you for making you wait uh, several hours. A whole three hours? Yes, I I was quite put out. It actually was very smart on your part because it allowed me to do a lot of editing on the uh, next episode of From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. That's doing really well, isn't it? Gangbusters. Como se dice gangbusters? El gangbusters, I I think. I'm not sure. I think it's, yeah, that would be masculine. I was very proud of uh, Steve and Nan because on Apple Podcasts, they got their first <laughs> one-star scathing review. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> And I said to Nan, now you know you're in the club. When you're getting right. bad reviews, you've officially taken off as a real podcast. Yeah. And there was some snarky comment like, these, these people clearly don't know what they're talking about and have no chemistry. You know, one star. And I thought... Uh-huh. I thought, wow. Clearly uh, an Emmy-winning writer and a working actress in Hollywood. Clearly, they they have no idea. They don't know what this business is about. (laughs) Shut that thing down, for the love of Pete. I have a very cheery, happy, uh, albeit bumbling crook story. 
And I think if yours has any kind of darkness to it at all, you should probably go first. Uh, let me think. What did I do? Or are uh, we both what? bright and chipper and cheery? I forgot what I wrote. Let me bring it up here. Uh, okay. Mine, mine is, is, is not dark at all. Okay. It doesn't well, matter. What, but I went first the last couple of times. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. I don't want people to think we, we don't have chemistry. Or that we don't know what we're talking about. Well, that part's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This is actually our 74th facade of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my story is called The World's Worst Uber Driver. This one really tickled my, uh, tickled my funny bone. Sadly, JG, we don't know much about Mark and Rhiannon. We don't even know their last names. But we know that they are a young couple from the UK and that they had come to America on vacation or holiday, as the Brits say. And we think they decided not to rent a car for their trip. They seem to have decided to use Uber and Lyft, which actually, I think, makes more and more sense when people think, do I really need the hassle of renting a car? It's just easier to to use Uber and Lyft. That's what we do. That makes total sense. Here's the reason their trip here is so cool. Well, actually, it's two reasons. One, it gives us this week's shallow end moment from me. (laughs) But two, they actually came to the States for a really, really sweet and significant moment. They came here to attend a wedding, but it gets better. How? JG asks, could it be better than this? It was not just any wedding, my friend. It was their own wedding. Oh. Isn't that cool? They came to America to get married? Wow, that is. That's uh, how exotic. Right? <laughs> I would love to have gotten married in London. I think that yeah. would have been that would have been fun, full of fun stories. This actually happened only a week ago, October 24th. So here's the thing. Mark and Rhiannon, and by God, what a beautiful name Rhiannon is, isn't it? I know we're obsessed with names here, but come on, give it up for Rhiannon. They're in the back seat of their Uber-driven car. It's Saturday nights, about 9.30 p.m., and they are motoring, as the Brits say, on US-27 in the Four Corners area of Davenport, Florida. And JG and Kat will attest that that is in Polk County, Florida. Now, they're chatting with their driver and everything's cool. They're they're head over heels in love, newly married. They're laughing. They're holding hands, sitting in the back seat. Their driver is a 27-year-old guy named Elijah Mills, and he is from Maitland, Florida. Now, Elijah is chatting with his with his couple, the 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 fair. And he notices that there's a Polk County Sheriff's Office deputy in a cruiser behind him, patrol car. Well, no big deal, right? I don't know. Whenever a, a cruiser or a patrol vehicle pulls up behind me, or even I can just see one coming coming up closer to my vehicle, immediately I start feeling like I've done something wrong. Yeah, me too. And um, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, is there anything in the car that could, like, <laughs> maybe they think that that might be a weapon, like my windshield scraper thing. I was thinking you were more concerned about something that Cat once accidentally brought into a Disney theme park. <laughs> That's always a concern, too. <laughs> some sort of a sharp, pokey thing. Pokey instrument of some kind. I have the same reaction when I see a, a patrol car 
in my rearview mirror, the very first thing I do is look down at my speedometer and think, was I speeding? Mm, and yeah. of course, not usually. But then, like you, I think, I think, you know, am I about to be pulled over? I'm the same way when I leave like a Costco or something. When I walk out through the uh, the uh, anti-theft detection doorway, right. I'm always afraid that I'm going to set it off. Or maybe I inadvertently put something in my pocket or I yeah. trigger it somehow. I just yeah. I immediately assume they think I'm a thief. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I have that same reaction every time I go through a TSA checkpoint. And just yesterday, flying back from uh, Phoenix after a, a brief family trip, uh, my bag with the audio gear that you and I both travel with automatically, almost auto, always gets always. pulled aside. And they, they want to look at it because they can't figure out what it is. So the guy who could not have been kinder, TSA agent, says, whose bag is this? And I said, that's mine. And he said, can you step over here? And I say to him, as I do almost every time, I've got some audio gear in there, and sometimes it looks funny. And the guy says, yeah, this, this isn't audio gear. This is a bottle of something. And then I realized that I <laughs> had packed a bottle of, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, a powder, body powder, like, like baby powder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's, he's looking at this, and I, and I instantly think, Oh my God, what if that's full of cocaine? Even though I know it's body powder. <laughs> and sure enough, he opens yeah. it up and takes the swab and puts it in the little magic machine and says, thanks, pal. Have a good day. Yeah. But, uh, the type of microphone that you and I use are Sennheiser shotgun microphones, which are, which are long, thin, and cylindrical. And they do on x-ray at times look like a sniper's pistol. Or a silencer for a pistol. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I, I'm always very careful not to call it a shotgun mic when they <laughs> yeah. go through my bag. Oh, yeah, there's a shotgun <laughs> mic in there. And it's full of cocaine. And it's full of cocaine, not baby powder. <laughs> so uh, Elijah's thinking, okay, no, no big deal. Well, then another car pulls in behind him and they're still you know they're still doing 35 40 miles an hour or whatever the speed limit is on on uh that us 27 us 27 and then a minute later another now there are three and then a fourth and finally one of these cruisers moves around them and pulls in front of them though they're all still rolling and then another patrol car pulls beside them so now elijah is effectively boxed in by four or five moving patrol cars now mercy sakes alive it looks like we got ourselves a convoy a convoy <laughs> I have to say that that song did not enter my mind as I was as I was picturing this, but nicely, nicely played, sir. That was very, very well done. And uh, kids at home, go look up uh, C.W. McCall and uh, McCoy or McCall. Who did Convoy? Uh, C.W. McCall, McCall, I think. Yeah. 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 I'll take uh, obscure pop culture <laughs> references from the 70s for 400. They even had a bear in the air. Remember that line? The part that I like is when they went to double nickel, other side of the bridge. <laughs> Keep the shiny side up. Mm -hmm. Boy, we are 
Maybe I should just bail on this story and we can do obscure references to things that have nothing to do with, with my story. <laughs> I think that we're getting pretty good at it. <laughs> we're, we're heading that direction. Well, Mark and Rhiannon, our newly married couple visiting from the UK, are starting to think, is this a thing in America where the police escort you on your honeymoon? <laughs> and sadly, the answer is no. Hmm. The cops are there to chat with driver Elijah the one who's driving that that Uber car. They have surrounded Elijah's car and they have slowed down until they come to a dead stop and they tell Elijah to roll down the window and they explain that they need to have a little talk. Now, you can imagine Mark and Rhiannon, the newlyweds in the back seat, are probably thinking to themselves, what on earth have we gotten ourselves into? What have we done that we're getting pulled over by five Polk County Sheriff's officers, deputies? And of course, the answer is nothing. Mark and Rhiannon could not have possibly known that Elijah, their very kind Uber driver, who's been chatting them up on this fair, has been, shall we say, skirting the rules a bit. <laughs> skirting the rules so much, JG, that after a few minutes, he's in handcuffs in the back seat of one of those patrol cars. And now Mark and Rhiannon are standing on the side of the highway next to a Chevy Equinox in which they were just minutes before cruising along in the back seat, thinking, boy, married life in America is great. The reason behind this rather dramatic traffic stop was the fact that that swanky Chevrolet Equinox wasn't actually owned by Elijah, their driver. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't his car. He had rented it from a company located in Orange County, where Kat and JG used to live. Now, it was a newer car, but after a few days of renting it, Elijah just decided to stop making the payments <laughs> on that on that rental car because you know that can really eat into your uh, profits when you're an uber driver having to pay for the car that you're driving that's true it's much easier to just keep all that all that money yourself now the company from whom he had rented the car kept calling him because they had his cell phone and they were calling multiple times a day to saying hey dude you owe us money but he wouldn't answer because he knew that's why they were calling, that that they had realized he was not paying them the daily rate that, that he had agreed to. Okay, so this is a, a daily rental, not a leased vehicle, but a daily rental like you get at the airport. That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have like gps tracking on that. I'm surprised that they uh, they waited oh. this long. They knew where he was all the time. It's almost as if J.G. is is setting up this part of the story like he knows what I'm about to say. But I promise you, dear listener, he does not. I don't know what I'm about to say, <laughs> let alone you. <laughs> Ergo, the success of The Shallow End with Schneebly and Toth. Well, Elijah might not have been the brightest bulb when he came up with this idea of, hey, I'll, I'll just stop, you know, paying for this. I just won't answer their phone calls. But the 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 fact that he stopped paying leads the rental company to finally, understandably, report the vehicle as stolen. 
Now, Mark and Rhiannon are, are being chauffeured on their honeymoon in a stolen car. Of course, they had no idea that any of this had gone down. They're just innocent victims standing on the side of the road on a Saturday night as their Uber driver is now wearing handcuffs in the backseat of a patrol car. But to JG's point about GPS tracking, this is actually even more sophisticated than that. Elijah, the driver, confesses to deputies that, yes, the rental company had been contacting him daily regarding the, the overdue payment, but he knew why they were calling and he just decided to ignore the, the calls. So what follows this confession left these law enforcement officers in disbelief. And I have to say that I did not see this twist in the story coming. Elijah explains that he knew that the rental company had equipped all of their rental cars with a very clever device. And I'm not sure what the name of it is, but it's hidden somewhere inside the car, probably under the hood or behind the dash. And in a case like this, when the driver stops paying for the car after ample warning, he knew that the rental car company would flip a switch on this device. And once that happened, once Elijah shut off the car engine, it wouldn't start back, start back up again. Wow. Pretty cool, they, huh? They should take it one step further for people like this, where they push a button and it explodes. <laughs> I was picturing some kind of a cool like ejection device where the sunroof <laughs> slides open and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're full wild wily coyote spinning in the air. Yeah, that's a lot kinder than my idea. Yeah. Actually, when I read about this, I thought they should just put these in all cars and and that, you know, when when there's a car in in a pursuit, take it one step further and just you hit a button and the car just <laughs> turns off and you know, yeah, coasts. coasts to a stop. <laughs> well, Elijah knew that this was why they were calling and that that his car, the Chevy Equinox, had one of these things installed. So he came up with a pretty shallow end idea. What did he do? Are you ready for this? Did he locate the device and wrap it in tinfoil? Uh, that's what I would have tried. But <laughs> he came up with something even more basic, more elemental than that. He he has this realization. Hey, you know what? I just won't turn off the car. Oh. What? What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He had he had kept that Chevy Equinox running for get this 3 consecutive weeks. Wow. To to avoid the car being remotely disabled. Now, this is a great marketing opportunity for Chevy. <laughs> for Chevy. And their Equinox line of vehicles. Stolen or not, our cars can run three weeks straight. That's, that car, that Equinox, had been either being driven or idling 24 hours a day, day after day, night after night. And he did this for three straight weeks in a row. He tells the police that he would go to he would go to sleep and he would just leave the car idling and presumably locked because nothing's worse than when you're when your stolen car is stolen from you, you know, <laughs> like even, even a crook would go, hey, that's not cool. That that yeah. guy stole that car. He, he should be able to keep it. That's one step too far. 
So Elijah explains this to the deputies and they say, that's genius. You're under arrest. <laughs> and they they arrest Elijah for this unusual and highly illegal antic. Now here to me, I mean, it's already it's already a very screwy story to me. But here's is what's so cool about these deputies, because they've got Elijah under arrest They're They know that, you know, they're, they're taking him downtown, so to speak. But they also know that Mark and Rhiannon, this newly married couple from the UK, are complete victims to this, that they had no clue that Elijah was driving them to their to their next destination in a stolen car. So these deputies actually say, hey, would you guys like a photo? (laughs) So Mark and Rhiannon, who are simply caught up in this bizarre situation, find themselves posing for a photo with the cheerful deputies and the sheriff's office actually posted it on their Facebook page. There are six count them six deputies with these huge smiles and the young couple surrounded by them with equally big smiles. And Mark, the the husband, new husband, is even giving a big thumbs up sign to the camera. There are eight very, very happy people. So that's cool enough. But then the officers do something else really cool. They know that these, these people, this couple, are stranded and the car, the stolen car, is about to be towed to an impound yard. They say, where was Elijah driving you? We'll drive you there wherever it is. So the young couple not only got where they needed to go free of charge, (laughs) but the deputies (laughs) congratulate them on their new marriage and drive off. And the young couple now has an unforgettable story to share with friends and family. So, so they they had a police escort to their uh, yes their yes. destination. Yeah, how, how funny! Actually, more than an escort, actually chauffeured by <laughs> these Polk County uh, sheriff's deputies to their to the home that they were. It was like a VRBO where they were staying. So, the deputies actually, as you know, Elijah didn't didn't get uh, nearly the treatment <laughs> that the that the young couple Mark and Rhiannon got. They took him to the Polk County Jail, or as they call it, the Polk Pokey. The Polk Pokey. Where he faced charges of grand theft of a motor vehicle, driving while license suspended or revoked. And in fact, it was revealed that Elijah didn't even have a valid driver's license. So this this really raises eyebrows. And the head of the Polk County Sheriff's Department, a guy named Grady Judd, is both astonished and amused about this. And when asked about the case, he says, underlining the, the humor of the situation, he says, Elijah Mills's unconventional method of avoiding rental payments may have kept the vehicle running for three weeks, but it ultimately drove him straight into legal trouble and landed him behind bars. It's a peculiar tale that serves as a cautionary reminder about the perils of attempting to outsmart the system. Bum, bum, bum. Elijah Mills, the world's worst Uber driver. I got this from Newsbreak.com, Yahoo News, and LawAndCrime.com. I love my car, but I don't know that it could it could run for th- for three weeks straight. The last vehicle that we had, I would have my doubts for sure yeah. if it, yeah. if it could if it could manage that. No, I'm assuming that he left it outside and didn't park it in his garage at night. That would have been a, a yeah boy yeah boy yeah. oh boy I didn't even think about that. Could have ended a lot differently. Yeah, or somebody else like sneaks in to 
to steal the car and ends up succumbing to the exhaust fumes and oh boy goes down a whole what? different road yeah yeah didn't even didn't even think about it that way from now on whenever i get in an uber i'm gonna ask to see the title and the papers for the vehicle <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how that'll go over. (laughs) No offense, Uber driver, but how do I know this bucket of bolts ain't stolen? (laughs) Well, I've got the title right here, sir. That's that's my that's my panicky Uber driver voice. What do you think? I think it's a great new character. I hope to hear more of panicky Uber guys. (laughs) Maybe next episode you play your cards right. Hey, look, if you're passionate about sports, looking for a thrill, you need to check out the freshly redesigned X-Bet. They're calling it the last sports book you'll ever join. Yeah, they really do have it all, whether it's odds on basketball, combat sports, or even betting on the next Bitcoin dip. The best part is, when you win, you get paid quick. It's not just about placing bets. XBet is a whole experience. They support athletes and shows just like ours. They give back to the community with tons of free bets and cash prize contests. And did we mention they have a casino now? Spin the slots, play the roulette, or try your luck at the live tables, all from a mobile platform that lets you enjoy the fun on the go. So whether you're super into sports betting or just curious about giving it a try, you need a site that makes it fun and easy. That's why you got to check out XBet. Sign up today using promo code SHALLOW and get a generous bonus bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. That's right. Promo code SHALLOW for a free cash bonus to kickstart your betting journey. With so many great UFC cards on the horizon and baseball season in full swing. See what I did there? Baseball swing. There's never been a better time to play. Make your next bet. X-Bet. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ever added spinach to your meals? Of course you have. Americans know that spinach is great tasting and great for you, but there are lots of things that will be made even better with just a little spinach. We're the American Spinach Council, and we're here to make your life more enjoyable. Sure, you've enjoyed spinach as a side dish, but have you ever thought of adding it to dessert? A little green spinach adds an attractive splash of color on a dish of vanilla ice cream. And did you know a dollop of real spinach turns that glass of Cabernet into something special? Try it at your next dinner party. Your guests will be amazed. Spinach is also a great bookmark. You're sure to find your place the next time you open that novel you're reading by the pool. There are lots of ways to make spinach a part of your daily life. High in vitamins A and K, spinach is more than meets the eye. A healthy and helpful reminder from the American Spinach Council. Our email address has not changed in all 74 episodes of The Shallow End with Schneebly and Toth. It is and remains lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. I got, well, I didn't get the lifeguard, actually, at Shallow End Podcast. (laughs) Got an email from a listener named Derek who says... uh, Uh, OG listener, first time writer, the intro to episode number 72 about the unfortunate name of the poor Canadian uh, Harry Dick. Yeah. yeah, Reminded me, (laughs) reminded me of another even more prominent individual with a similarly 
unfortunate name. I teach at an all-boys Catholic high school. One of the courses I teach is Intro to Bioethics. Wow. I can tell right off the bat that the students at this Catholic high school are far smarter than I was because I think my (laughs) head would have exploded if I had to take an Intro to Bioethics class Uh in, uh, in high school. How about you? Um, I didn't go, so <laughs> nothing further, Your Honor. Well, well, <laughs> well, that's not true. Let me rephrase that. I didn't go often. Okay, all right. Yeah. You you went when it was convenient. Derek says I teach at an all boys Catholic high school. One of the courses I teach is Intro to Bioethics, and one of the units in this course is about biomedical enhancements. Good grief! During this unit, we discuss PEDs performance-enhancing drugs, in athletics along with other types of enhancements. And I show the great Netflix documentary called Icarus, which explores the Russia Olympic doping scandal. Oh, yeah. Now, keep in mind, Derek writes, I'm showing this to a classroom (laughs) full of senior-level boys in high school. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. As the movie unfolds, the movie goes deeper into the scandal, and we start to meet the culprits and the investigators. One of the prominent investigators is first president of the World Anti-Doping Agency and vice president of the International Olympic Committee. His name is, parentheses, keep in mind, I'm showing this to a classroom full of level boys, high school level boys. His name is Richard Pound. Without fail, it took the boys two seconds to convert Richard to Dick. Of course. And they lost it. By the way... <laughs> Derek continues, by the way, even on his Wikipedia page, it says Richard William Duncan Pound, better known as Dick Pound. (laughs) Thank you, Derek, for sending that email. And wow. And please accept JG and I's sincere thanks for not making us take classes called Intro to Bioethics. Yeah, I can only that's probably one of the easier classes at that Catholic high school. Probably is. Lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. We always look forward to your to your emails, questions, suggestions, and particular in particular your your compliments. We love those the most. When Johann Rahl received the letter on Christmas Day, 1776, he put it away to read later. Maybe he thought it was a season's greeting and wanted to save it for the fireside. But what it actually was, was a warning, delivered to the Hessian colonel, letting him know that General George Washington was crossing the Delaware and would soon attack his forces. The next day, when Rawl lost the Battle of Trenton and died from two Colonial Boxing Day musket balls, the letter was found, unopened in his vest pocket. As someone with 15,000 unread emails in his inbox, I feel like there's a lesson there. Oh well, this is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Every episode, we look at the bad ideas, mistakes, and accidents that misshaped our world. Find us at ConstantPodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone, it's here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is... Well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives 
that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. This is your friendly lifeguard with a public service announcement. Stay out of the fucking deep end. You're in the shallow end with Schnappley and Toth. All right, I got one for you. Oh, cool. It was a really hot, scorching Texas summer day in a quiet town in the quiet town of Lufkin. Have you ever been to Lufkin? I've not been to Lufkin, but I know of Lufkin only because it's one of my, it's, it's mentioned in one of my favorite country songs of all time. She's crazy for leaving. And uh, it's such, it's a damn good song. And every time it comes up on my hike, I listen to the very, to the very end of it. But, but the, the singer in that song uh, actually talks about Lufkin, Texas. For a minute, I thought you were going to reference uh, Lukenbach, Texas. Uh, that's oh, no. all with Willie and Waylon and the boys. But uh, between those Hank Williams pain songs and Blueberry train songs, I know Blue Eyes yeah. crying in the rain. That's the part that always got me. Yeah, yeah. Go on, JG. All right, we're in Lufkin, not Lukenbach, and uh, the story takes a wild left turn. Um, here's how it all went down. Okay, just a normal everyday regular girl from san antonio appearing to mind her own business looking to beat the heat by going into the local grocery store okay now her name has not been released because uh she was 17 at the time okay well that's understandable yeah she strolled into the store like any other shopper would and she made a beeline for the ice cream section which of course on a hot day in texas does not seem that unusual. No, not at all. Not at all. The store's refrigeration units were humming away, setting the stage for, well, let's say, an unexpected event. The next thing that happened, amid all of that ice cream, she opened the door and pulled out a half gallon of Bluebell. Oh, okay. It's half my, gallon? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of Bluebell. Have you ever had Bluebell? It's great. <laughs> uh, I've only seen it. I've I've heard. I've got a, a very good friend who's kind of an ice cream uh, snob and ah. raves about the bluebell. Yeah. Oh, it's great! It's great. Well, she has this bluebell in her hands, and she takes out her device and she's recording herself. She cracks open this tub of bluebell. She reveals the top of it, untouched, frozen ice cream on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then she, which is bad enough, stop opening ice cream. It's, that's really rude. She's taping herself or videoing herself, and she licks the top of the ice cream. Ooh, okay, you're going to buy it, r- right? She puts the lid back on it. But you're going to buy it, right? And puts it back into the ice cream freezer. But she's going to come back and buy it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to give up on that hope? Give up on that hope. That did not happen. In fact, she uh, she's recording herself for her social media page. And she now informs everybody that she just got over the flu, but she couldn't resist. No. She's creating content for her social media. And uh, in addition to just getting over the flu, 
and licking the ice cream, she encourages other people to do the same thing. The only thing smart about this is that at least there's no evidence of her committing this act. Oh, oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, now I remember. Go on. (laughs) Plenty, plenty of evidence. She encourages people to do the same thing as though her actions were some sort of bizarre initiation into an underground ice cream licking society. She uploads the video. And it spreads like wildfire on social media. It gets more than 11 million views almost immediately. And more and more people are drawn into this controversy. Some condemned, rightly so, her recklessness, while others thought it was hilarious and soon started to take her up on the dare and posting their own videos of them licking ice cream and putting it back into the um, grocer's freezer. It became a viral sensation for a short period of time that summer. It was 2019. And uh, there were a surge of copycat crimes. She had created a strange ice cream subculture. Keep in mind now, this is tampering with consumer goods. Yeah. And this carries a pretty stiff penalty of two to 20 years in prison. Good. Good. It should, you flu, fluish, ice cream licking witch of a person. So they recognize who this young lady is and they bring her into custody. And again, they have not released her name. But at the same time, a 24 year old Texan named Deadrian Anderson, he created his own video much like the one that inspired his reckless endeavor. Okay. And he shares it for the world to see. Just like the original ice cream incident, uh, Anderson took to Facebook in August of 2019 to uh, upload his antics. There in all its bizarre glory was the footage of him opening a container of ice cream at a Port Arthur Walmart. Hmm. And then uh, leaning in and licking it and then almost incomprehensibly placing it back in the freezer as if nothing happened. The video clearly shows Anderson just kind of nonchalantly walking away after the crime as if he had committed uh, a casual indiscretion. But of course, once it was uploaded, law enforcement got involved. He argued with the law enforcement, the arresting officer, that uh, he had paid for the ice cream after the camera stopped rolling and that he even produced a receipt. Um, But the Port Arthur police officers weren't buying it. The damage was done and and Walmart was forced to discard all of the Bluebell ice cream they had in their shelves, resulting in financial loss that couldn't be ignored. Now, maybe he did go back and get the ice cream and then pay for it. But Mm -hmm. the fact that he put it back into the freezer they couldn't be sure they, that he got the right one, and they had to throw out all of the ice cream. And it was all Bluebell. Like the story doesn't hurt enough, it was all Bluebell. Anderson's video was one of the many copycat incidents that popped up on social media. Bluebell, once again, found itself at the center of another bizarre episode, this time involving a man named Lennis Martin III. This time, the scene was set in the ice cream aisle of a local store in Louisiana, so now it's spread to other states. Good grief. In the video, Lennis Martin III, without hesitation, peels back a lid of Bluebell ice cream. He leans in, takes not one, 
but two long licks. Selfish. And then sticks his fingers into the ice cream. Rude and selfish. With a mischievous grin, he returned the tainted container to the shelf as if it was just a playful prank. Rude, selfish, stupid. The uh, repercussions of Martin's actions didn't take long to catch up with him. Commander Lonnie Caliver. Cool name. The spokesman for the Assumptions Parish Sheriff's Office revealed that they had received reports of the viral video and decided to take action. The video of Lenise Martin III's ice cream escapade thrust him into uh, the spotlight, but it also landed him in pretty hot water with the law. In fact, everybody that I've talked about so far had to deal with the law. Good. In the aftermath of the original incident, the Lufkin Police Department uncovered the identity of the girl, but her name, of course, not released because she was a juvenile. In that case, they decided uh, it would be handed over to juvenile courts, sparing her from the weight of adult charges. Hmm. Uh, again, tampering with consumer goods can carry up to 20 years in prison. Wow. I think that dates back to the Tylenol tainting that happened oh, yeah. in the I mean, early 80s. Early 80s, mid 80s, yeah. S something like that. Yeah. As for our second offender, Judge Terrence Holmes delivered a sentence to uh, Mr. Anderson with a memorable lesson. He was sentenced to a month behind bars, followed okay. by a hefty 180 days of probation over the next two years, wow. and he was also tasked with serving a hundred hours of community service. That sounds fair. As for our third offender, Lenise Martin III, he was subsequently charged with criminal mischief and the unusual charge of unlawful posting of criminal activity for notoriety and publicity. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing either, but that's a great idea. I'm very happy to hear this. The arresting officer said Martin told authorities that he had intentionally tried to go viral because he, quote, wanted to be famous. Martin disputes that and then said, I got kids. I don't got time to go to jail. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's rich. Now, those are just three examples of the ice cream challenge. There were many more reported, and who knows how many went undetected. For its part, Bluebell, which seemed to be the target for most of them, uh, even though they clearly were not to blame for any of this, they say extra precautions are being, being taken in packaging to prevent this type of thing from happening again in the future. Hmm. The reign of the ice cream licking challenge eventually came to an end. Swiftly, because law enforcement were were busting heads pretty quickly. The consequences <laughs> yeah. of these viral antics from fines to jail time sent a powerful message to those tempted by the allure of Internet notoriety. No. But yet the question remains, why are so many people drawn to participate in these ridiculous online challenges like the cinnamon tra challenge? Eat a bottle of cinnamon. That's not good for you. Or the no. Tide Pod Challenge. You remember that one? Sure. People sure. swallowing Tide Pods. Dangerous. Yeah. And now it says on the Tide Pod package, this is not candy. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> 
In a digital age where a single video can launch someone into stardom, no matter how bizarre the act, the allure for a moment in the spotlight remains an ever-present temptation, even when the cost of entry is as absurd as licking ice cream at grocery store aisles. I guess it's true, like it says right on our uh, website, people just do dumb stuff. It's a special kind of stupid to, well, for one, want to do something like this and then to go commit the act. And then when you're being interrogated by police thinking, well, how did I get caught? I want to be famous. I want millions of views. I just don't want the law enforcement community to be part of that. Didn't know nothing about doing no jail time, (laughs) community service. I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. By the way, I uh, was trying to think of the of the country artist's name. It's Rodney Crowell. She's crazy for leaving. And the line was because his girl has left and he sings, well, I know I could have caught her, but I ran out of luck. She was long on to Lufkin by the time they cut me out of my truck. <laughs> oh, jeez, That's that's classic country lyric. It's a great, great song. Go listen to Rodney Crowell. She's crazy for leaving. I'm going to do that immediately. My source information, Washington Post, WHTR, ABC 13, Houston, and The Independent. I feel like I, the next time I'm at the grocery store, I need to go look specifically for a half gallon of Bluebell and buy it just to support that brand as a way of saying, sorry, you had to put up with the idiots yeah, who yeah. were licking your ice cream. I was also thinking when you said Bluebell said we have made changes in our packaging, I yeah. thought, what would you do? And I thought, I know you could say, don't worry, we've put razor blades in all of our <laughs> ice cream to keep people from licking the top. Simply extract the razor blades with pliers before eating. <laughs> Enjoy your ice cream. I was thinking more like... Uh the top of it would be similar to the Tylenol bottle where, you know, it's, you can't, it's tamper proof. You can't get into it easily. It's practically impossible to open it. Even when you get it home and you're the rightful yep. owner. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thanks for hanging out with us. You guys, we appreciate uh, you taking time to do that and also taking time to subscribe and uh, leave a positive review. It helps us. It does. It really, it really does. does. And if you haven't already, we're both highly, uh, highly uh, fond of the newest podcast under the box of oddities umbrella, which is from beneath the Hollywood dot com. And to those who have already subscribed, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you next time. Continue to make good choices. Your life and maybe even your ice cream might depend on it. So concludes another episode of The Shallow End with Schnebly and Toff. We thank you for listening. Oh, be a dear, would you? Please subscribe to this podcast. Give these boys a five-star rating and think of something nice to say, even if you have to make something up. And visit us online at shallowendpodcast.com. Okay, gotta go.